Okay. Well, isn't that the truth? And the only way that doesn't happen um, is if we walk in forgiveness. And not always easy to do. God teaches us how to do it. But to be able to forgive each other um, and also to be able to admonish each other and to not be so easily offended when God corrects us. If we think we're going to walk through life and God is not going to correct us, we're dreaming in technicolor. And actually, the Bible says that if that happens, you're not even actually a son of God or a daughter of God because God disciplines his children. And if we ever think that we don't need discipline anymore and we don't need redirection and we don't need correction, then we're really lost because that cuts off the nourishing and the direction of God in our life. It's an ongoing thing. Um, But, boy, we don't like being corrected. We don't like being told, no, that's not God or that's not the direction. You need to be going this way. (laughs) Boy, we don't like that. Um, But that's where a house can be divided. How many people are upset with family members or them with you because you said the wrong thing or they said the wrong thing or it might have been the right thing, but it causes division. And it's because we don't walk in forgiveness. We don't walk in that ability to walk away and say, okay, Dad, I didn't like that, but what are you saying to me in it? What are you really saying to me in it? And so, yes, God wants unity. Unity comes with maturity. That's what it takes. It takes maturity. And uh, God will call us into maturity by putting us in situations of correction (laughs) and to work that muscle of being able to have God speak to us that way. So, has anybody had uh, a lot of mental struggle this week, mental attack? I don't like that word attack, but uh, yeah, mental distraction, stuff like that. Anyone going on with that stuff? Well, let me tell you, that's not by accident um, because it's it was very prevalent this week. Um, having the enemy or whatever it is come and distort ideas, our thinking, uh, whatever it is that happens, this is spiritual warfare. And it's something else we have to be ready for. We have to be able to fight that. And the only thing we can fight it with is the truth of who God is and what God does. So for those that are having a struggle this week that really felt that there was some real mental attack going on, I just want you to stand and we're just going to pray into that. Father, you know all things. You know everything, the lies that are being told to us, the distortions that are being fed to us. You know, I speak specifically to panic, to panic and to a sense of disorientation, a sense of fear, a sense of just being really disorganized and distraught. And, Father, we just give that to you today. We give that to you, Father God. And, Lord, I just 
in the name of Jesus Christ. Ask angels to come right now and do glorious warfare and bind up those voices and bind up, Father God, those lies. Bind up that false perception, that wrong perception of our life, of our future, and of the circumstance. Father, I ask if there's anything that we need to know, something we need to change, something we need to understand, open it up to us, Holy Spirit. Show us what that is. But Father, this we know for sure. Greater is he that is in us than he that is in the world. And we can do all things through Christ who strengthens us. And Father, you will finish the good work that you have begun in Christ Jesus in our life. So Father, to these battles this week, I just pray, angels, blow it up. Bring chaos into the enemy's attempts to bring distortion and confusion. And Father, we ask for the mind of Christ to be manifest in us. Father God, you have not given us a spirit of fear or of timidity, but of power, love, and a sound mind, Father God. And we claim that for the body of Christ today. In Jesus' name, amen, amen, amen. Hallelujah, Lord. We are in a battle, there's no doubt. And sometimes we say, well, it's a natural, maybe you have a natural tendency towards that kind of condition or towards mental health issues or whatever they might be. Maybe there's a natural tendency towards that. And we say, oh, that's not the devil, that's, you know, that's just the way I am and I'm dealing with that. No, that's what is used against us. Our weaknesses are used against us, and sometimes they can be really amplified. And it causes us to start doing what? Doting. It starts causing us to step back instead of forward. Or it causes us to just stand still and paralyzes us in the unknowing. God knows what's going on in your life. God is with you. The angels of God stand beside you. And there's purpose for your life. There's an absolute purpose for your life. And it is that you would represent Jesus Christ in this earth in a way that is going to show that no matter what comes against us, there is a power within us that is greater. This is the great testimony of the church. This is the reason, I mean, besides the fact that the world hated the message of Christ, and besides the, the fact that the Romans and the culture of the day hated the early church, the fact that God allowed th- certain things to come, sometimes very difficult things to come, why did he do that? Why would he do that? And it is so that the world could look at your and mine's response, so that the world could look at the church and say there's something that is enabling them to go on, even though they're being afflicted, with the same things we're being afflicted with, even though they're fighting the same things that we are fighting, there's something different about their response. This is the hope of the church. This is the hope of Jesus Christ. This is why the Holy Spirit is in you. Not so that we can just have, and and it's wonderful when God touches us and when we have those moments of closeness and we have those moments of peace and security and we know that All is well, no matter what the eye may see or the ear may hear. It's wonderful to have those moments. But really, the reason the Spirit of Christ is in you and I, it's so that we can have the strength to face 
what is happening and to face it with a different response and a different attitude. What breaks other people should not break us. It should not. That doesn't mean that we don't go through the struggle. doesn't mean that we don't have hospital stays. It doesn't mean that we don't take medication. It doesn't mean that we don't have times of really wondering what's going on. The difference is that though we stumble, we will not utterly fall down. That something is going to catch us. What is going to catch us? It is the Spirit of Christ within us which does what? Reminds us of the Word of God, the truth of Jesus Christ. So you have at your disposal a wonderful opportunity if we seek it to to receive what it is we need to walk in what it is that's happening in the world now and at any time for that matter. It's never been easy to be a real Christian. It's never been easy and it never will be easy. It's always going to demand something from us. But just know this morning that because you're going through stuff, because you have those middle-of-the-night experiences, though you may have those doubts, though you may have those struggles, and though you may have those times of disorientation and all that, that is all just part of living in this lost, broken world. This is not our inheritance. This is our workplace. This is not our vacation land. This is not where we receive all our glorious inheritances in Christ. That's in heaven. The thing we do receive here is the Holy Spirit with a very specific purpose so that your life can be different than the world's life, so that we can walk in a different assurance, yet struggling with the same things. This is the wonderful mystery of the the cross. This is the power of the resurrection. And if we were supposed to just go and and live uh, some kind of a, an unchallenged life, then we'd have to erase the whole New Testament and all the writings of Paul. Don't be discouraged because you are facing battles. Don't be brought into a place of second-guessing what it is you believe because your family is maybe having a tough time or you're having a difficult time or maybe you just don't know what the next move is. Welcome to the war. Welcome to what it is. It's so wonderful, though, because God guarantees that he will deliver you to his Father without spot and without blemish. Now, (laughs) some of us may not care too much about that. There's people in the church who really don't care about whatever that means. But it's very important to Jesus And what it means is that you and I as an individual, Bill and I were talking about this before, that you and I as individuals, God is going to put us through the washing machine of life. Yeah. And what happens in a washing machine? There's a lot of tumbling about, isn't there? There's a lot of banging about. There's a lot of things getting upset and broken apart. What happens in a washing machine when that happens to the, to the fabric, when it's broken and, and adjusted? What happens to it? Why does it do that? So that the dirt that's stuck in the fibers comes out. Now, you're not going to get clothes clean by dipping them in water and hanging them on the line, right? I've tried that. It doesn't work, apparently. But what does work, you ever see that, especially in rural or in, in 
other times when they take the, the laundry down to the river and bang them against a rock. Are you getting the picture there? There's nothing fun about being banged against a rock. But in the doing, what happens? The clothes get clean. Some of you were banging against the rock this week. Some of you will bang against the rock this coming week. Some may bang against the rock right after this service. But the fact is that it is in that process of disrupting what seems normal that it loosens it up and releases that which should not be there. And this is the goal of God in your life. It is not that we inherit all of our heavenly blessings right now. It is that we are being made into the righteous image of Jesus Christ. I can't stress this. It's, I, <laughs> it's not easy to come to this church. Uh, because the message that God keeps telling us is the same. We need to be ready. We need to allow God to do what it is that he's doing in us to make us real saints of God. And that process is a bending and a breaking and a moving so that we can be purified, that we can have those blemishes that are on our clothing. When we get in front of God, they're gone. They're gone because we allowed God to wash us so to speak, not only through his word, but through the circumstances of our life. I will not surrender. I will not surrender this fact that everything that happens to us is somehow filtered through God's hand. I know sometimes it doesn't make sense. I know sometimes that it doesn't match with what we think the word says our life should be. But at that point, we have to stop and step out of our rational thinking and step into this simple thing. I trust you, Lord. Thy will be done, not mine, not my perception of it, but your actual will. And God is working something very beautiful in us. And it's, and you know what we say? Well, it seems God's very concerned about rewards and he wants to present us to his father as this unblemished bride. And he's pretty serious about it. Because he knows that when that happens, when we allow him to do that, that we are going to receive rewards. It's beautiful. You win here because you better represent Christ, but you also win there because God is going to give rewards to those who are humble enough, willing enough to allow him to wash us and not walk away from the faith. One of the signs of the end times is that there will be a great falling away. You and I know that we're already in that. We're already watching that happen, right? I mean, in the last 40 years, look at what's happened to the church in the last 40 years. And, but at the same time, there is an in, a, a, a harvesting into the church. But nonetheless, we are seeing the church in the West is about to be refined in a way that it never expected. I did a funeral yesterday, and I said, I bet you guys never expected to be here sitting six feet apart with masks on a year ago. Obviously, there's, God is doing, allowing something to happen in the world that is really testing us and is going to continue, and we are going to have more and more of these. And that is because God wants to purify his church. He wants to save the world and purify the church. The struggles and the difficulties that come 
will cause the world to either call out to him or curse him. It'll do one of the two. That's why you always, and that group of people, what does that look like? When there's calamity or something, especially you as a Christian, if you have a difficulty in your life or whenever, and they say, where was God? And they somehow incriminate God and say God's responsible for all the horrible things that happen on the earth. And therefore, he doesn't care, and he's just this capricious God that just has good days and bad days. But for us, what it will do, if we allow it, again, we have to allow it, we will be refined into the image of Christ. And there's, darn it, there's nothing easy about it. There's nothing easy. But yet in it, there's moments of glory, isn't there? All of you could stand and and talk about times where God has touched you. God has come on you and made himself so real that you knew that he was in you and you were in him and that all is well no matter what the eye may see. I wish we had more times like that. But the fact is, God does it every once in a while to let us know, it's okay, I'm with you. Those church services where you come in and the worship just takes you someplace. Those are those moments where God is saying, don't worry, I'm with you. We're connected. I haven't left you. God said he'd never leave you. He would never forsake you. He would never let you go. And that is a promise. But sometimes it's very difficult to hold on to that. God's calling us to hold on to that today. And trust. And to not give up your expectations. And not to give up your hopes. And not to give up the the idea of your future. Because God is going to do what God is going to do. And there's nothing that will stop the will and purpose and plan of your life from happening. There's nothing in all created in the universe, in the spiritual world, nothing that can stop that. Romans 8 tells us that. Nothing is going to stop the love of God that he has for us in Christ Jesus. The only thing that will stop it is when we get hit by the adversities of life, we get hit with something we were not expecting. We did not think God would allow this. We did not think that we would go through this. We did not think that this might be part of our walk. And when those things hit us, we either step back and say, I'm not moving until it gets better, or it will cause you to stand on the rock and push into the wind and say, I am believing. Sometimes just standing is actually going forward. Sometimes just holding on to what you know is true is actually forward motion. We are in a war. And God just, I just really feel such a strong sense that God is saying, don't give up. Don't, get, don't let go of hope. That which seems unchangeable can be changed. And I think he's talking specifically this morning about people. That there are people, maybe you're looking at them and saying that situation It just can't change. God is saying it can change. And as we pray and believe it, profess it, proclaim it, the situation will change. I just see chains dropping off people. Um, uh, I just think we need to pray right now. If there's somebody that you know that needs chains broken off them, somebody you know, just stand. We're going to pray. I just had a very strong picture of chains breaking off people. Father, we stand this morning and we believe in the power of the resurrection 
of Jesus Christ. And Father, we believe that you are the chain breaker. We believe, Father God, that greater is he that is in us than he that is in this world. And Father, you are the keeper of the keys. You are the keeper of the keys. And Father God, you are the one who sets the captives free. Not doctors, not medication, not therapists, not the law, whatever it is, Father. Those things may help, but Father, it is you who brings the freedom And Father, this morning, for those people that are standing here and for those people represented here, we are speaking freedom in the name of Jesus Christ. We break the chain right now that is holding these people. We break that chain and we command it to be loosed. We take that lock and we throw it, Father God. We throw it that they will never be locked up again. I speak freedom in the name of Jesus Christ. And Father, we are going to walk out of this place with the anointing for freedom. There's some people God's talking to that you know that you've been called to pray for those who are in bondage. And the Lord is putting an anointing on you to bring freedom into people who are in bondage. Bring freedom to people who are in bondage. I release that calling. I release that anointing. I release that authority right now in Jesus' name. And also the Lord would say, know that you are called to this. Know that this is true. God has spoken to you in the night. He's spoken to you at times when you've been by yourself. He's shown you pictures of people getting free. He's he's given you an unction, a sense in your spirit that it's supposed to be happening. And the Lord is saying a very strong yes to that today. Be strong and be determined. Hold on. Claim it. Proclaim it. Speak it until it happens in Jesus' name. Father, we thank you for the freedom you're bringing, especially to family members, Father God. We are speaking over all of the people that we want in the kingdom, all the people that are attached to us, and we have spiritual authority over through the anointing you give us. And we call them into the kingdom, Father God. We call them into the kingdom this morning. We call them into Christ this morning. We set them free from the lies and deceptions of the enemy. And Father, we release your Holy Spirit to go to them today and to bring revelation, to bring conviction, to bring repentance, to bring, Father God, humility, and to call them into the kingdom of Jesus Christ. We claim that today, Father God. We pray and believe it and proclaim it in the heavenlies. Angels, go forth and and bring about that which is being prayed. In Jesus' name, amen, amen. God is... uh, God is powerful. Reg, go ahead. That's so good. Thank you, Sophia. We all have excuses, don't we? And as you were saying that, Sophia, I just felt God wants us to do something. Understand that everything that happens here on Sunday is preparing us for Monday. Okay? And for eternity, obviously, hopefully. (laughs) But you know your excuses. The Holy Spirit is going to bring to you now the excuses that we always give about why we cannot do whatever it is God is asking us to do. It could be fear. It could be disbelief. It could be any number of things. But I'm just going to ask the Holy Spirit to bring to your mind and to your heart what your excuse is. And as you get it, you don't have to say anything, but just stand up as God shows it to you, and we are going to publicly renounce these lies and these excuses 
and repent from giving them power over the voice of God. Father, I ask right now, Holy Spirit, that you would show us in our hearts what are the excuses that we have used to not do, to not say, to not be what it is that you are calling us to. Father, this morning, we repent in front of you and we ask your forgiveness, Father God, for listening to and following those excuses, those emotions, those thoughts, allowing them to have more power and more authority in our life than your voice, Father God. We ask your forgiveness this morning and we repent, Father God. And Father, right now, we renounce all of these lies. We renounce these excuses. And Father, I can just see fire. I see things being thrown into the fire. And Father, we just throw these into the fire to Father God to be burned, to be eliminated, never to return. Father God, the power, the fire of the gospel, the truth of Jesus Christ, your whisper, which is louder than thunder, Father God, that we will follow. Today, our act of repentance, Father God, is to walk and listen and obey. To walk and to listen and to obey, Father God. Obeying is how we prove that we love you, Jesus, as your word says. Father, we just come to you and ask and determine in our hearts and spirits that we are going to walk in a higher level of obedience, a higher and quicker level of response, so that, Father God, your will will be done on this earth, Father God, and the glory of Jesus Christ will be seen through our small acts of obedience, Father God. Amen, amen. There is power in this place. Hallelujah. 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 Mm. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. So, are there four people who want a word from the Lord? <laughs> Okay. Oh, I have to I have to talk about that dream too, Gwen. Father, I thank you for Gwen, and I thank you for her walk with you, and I thank you that you love her. And the Lord really wants you to know this morning that you are loved. And I see an umbrella over you. And the Lord is saying he's protecting you and he's walking with you. And Father, I just pray that your Holy Spirit will continue to bubble up inside of Gwen and cause her to see visions and dreams and to see a side of you that she has never seen before. Father, I pray for her. I pray that, Father God, that heart that you've put in her will grow even more than it is already and that, Father, she would hear from you and know you. And Lord, I just know that you are guiding Gwen and the Lord just wants you to know that I see you walking down a road and going into off this little path. And of course, God gives pictures that are metaphors for spiritual things. 
And it may be a path that you're not used to. It may be something, an experience. It could be anything. But the road is gravelly. This was all paved, but this one's gravelly, and it's got some rocks on it. And the Lord's saying, don't be discouraged or don't be dismayed or put off by the fact of, can I do this? Can I navigate this? Can I go into this? And the Lord is saying, yes, he'll guide you through the stones. I see you walking over. And some of them have sharp edges and stuff. And the Lord is saying, he will guide you over this and through this. Uh, And and at some points, he's actually going to lift you and carry you over them. But the Lord wants you to continue in the direction you're going in the sense of turning off. And I believe it's an enlarged spiritual outlook, um, new with some real things you don't understand and some real things that maybe don't make sense. That's what I think the rocks are all about. But the Lord's just going to guide you through that. And it's, I, I see it as a patch, as a period, and then back onto pavement. But the Lord is going to be with you, and whatever it is, you're going to be able to navigate it. You're going to be able to go through it. And there will be times where God will actually lift you and bring you. So don't be dismayed by a time of, um, you know, where things seem, well, this is different. Well, this is strange. Uh, Be okay with that, and the Lord will guide you back onto that solid ground again. So, Father, I thank you for Gwen, and I thank you for uh, visions and dreams, and I pray, Father God, that the love that is in her will flow out of her, and Father God will touch many people, and it will touch many people, and continue to touch. I see you reach out and physically touching people, and just touching them, even just for a second, to say whatever it is, but it's the love of God that's coming out in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Father, I pray for Erica. I thank you for her. I thank you for her faith. Uh, Small steps, Erica, small steps. Uh, The Lord is saying small steps, small steps. Uh, You don't have to make great leaps. You don't have to bound over the mountaintops. Uh, The Lord is calling for small steps, small incremental steps where you are walking with him and just in each step, you're seeing something new. Uh, there's something around the idea of when you take small steps and you're going slowly, and I see you looking down, God's going to show you some amazing things that you would miss in the big leaps of wanting to do that and be that and go and see that and go and accomplish this. and go and, But the Lord is saying small steps, small steps. And he's going to show you the delicate things you are going to see. And you already have, actually. But you're going to see delicate metaphors of God as you look down in those small steps and look at your feet. And I see you looking down and looking at the grass around your feet. And you're seeing things. You're seeing flowers. And you're seeing things that others are missing. This is actually a calling in your life. It's actually a gifting that the Lord has given you to see these things that other people miss. Uh, And then those other people are actually not called to that. They're called to something else. But for you, it is these steps, small, gentle, quiet, small steps. Don't compare yourself to other people. Don't look at another person's steps. Don't look at their great gait and their great leaps. Walk your walk. Be joyful in it. Know that the Lord is in it with you. And I see you and him sitting down, you actually are kneeling down, kind of crouching down, 
and you're looking at a flower and Jesus is right there with you and you're looking at him and he's looking at you and he's explaining it to you, the beauty of what you're seeing and the the spiritual metaphor that's in it. And uh, I'll say this, Jesus gets a kick out of you. Uh, I just feel to say that. Uh, Jesus loves to laugh with you. Um, and, and I see you both kind of rolling around the grass, um, and just in this childlike abandon and don't ever lose that. Uh, don't lose it. It is your joy and your strength. Thank you, father in Jesus name. Uh, father, I pray for Alice. Father, I thank you for Alice. Alice, you've been through many wars and you have scaled many walls in your life. You have gone up and over things that have stopped other people. And the Lord wants to reassure you that this was training for your life. There is a strength in you that you are not aware of. There is a natural strength. Uh, The picture I'm getting is someone who works on a farm. Uh, They just do very hard farm work. And they come out of that naturally strong. Some people go to a gym and work and work and work trying to be strong. And they're not near as strong as the person who got it naturally. And the Lord has naturally given you a spiritual strength. You have much more authority than you're aware of. And the Lord is calling you to speak with a new authority. And I see you uh, going up over another wall. I don't know if you're in front of it now. I don't know if you have a sense of something obstructing you. Or if there's some kind of a thought, some kind of a threat, some kind of something But the Lord is saying that the way he got you over the other walls, he will get you over this one too. The Lord would say, do not be dismayed. Do not be discouraged. Do not be weak in faith. Stand, and the Lord is going to bring you up. I see you climbing up over the wall. Actually, you shouldn't even be able to do it because there's nothing on the wall. It's a sheer wall, but you're just walking up it. You're just somehow being able to crawl up it and get over it. And this is the promise of the Lord to you. You will get over it. And as I see you getting over the wall, I see a great distance of clarity, a great distance like a field, and it's just wide open, and there's going to be a a new horizon for you and a new kind of understanding for you uh, and a a new ability to see at a distance. So, Father, I thank you for Alice the strength that you have put in her, and it will not fail, Alice. This is a promise again. The the strength that is in you will not fail. There's much more in you than you're aware of. God's going to call you down the road, not way down the road. He's going to call you soon to speak and to act and to walk in an authority that you have not walked in before. You have a message. You have a purpose. You have a plan. Don't be put off by your age. Don't be put off by your past. Don't be put off by your own perception of yourself. God wants you to know that in his power and his strength, you can do everything that he is going to put in front of you to do. So I release you today. I release you from the past. I take authority over past thoughts, failures, issues, attacks, condemnations, and guilts. And I release them off you in the name of Jesus Christ. I release you from them in the forgiveness of Jesus Christ, in the resurrection of Jesus Christ, who the Son has set free is free indeed, and I pronounce freedom over you today in the name of Jesus Christ. The chains have been broken. There's a, it's a new day, Alice. It is a new day. I don't know all that's going to happen, but there's a, there's a new freedom on you right now, and there's a new freedom coming. So enjoy that. Expect that. 
and uh, let the Lord be your strength and might. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Father, I thank you for Roseanne. And uh, Roseanne, uh, I see you with a hammer, and you're just hammering the wall. You're just hammering the wall. And you've been hammering the wall for years. And I suppose you and I could both make some metaphors about what that means. Um, But the Lord is saying you're making headway. There's cracks in the wall. There are cracks in the wall. It will go much faster now. The years of banging, the years of believing, the years of trusting, the years of, and I see you sitting at the bottom of the wall crying, tired, upset, and discouraged. And then I see your hand reaching over slowly and taking a hold of the hammer again, and you pulling yourself back up and swinging the hammer again. The Lord wants to thank you for getting that hammer in your hand again. You did that. Your will, your determination, and the suffering that it came through. But you took that hammer and you hit that wall again. And the Lord just wants to say this morning to you, thank you, thank you for fighting. Thank you for believing. Thank you for receiving the strength I gave you. Thank you for using it to fight against that which stands against you. But there are cracks in the wall and there's going to be victory. There's going to be freedom. I see the hole coming and it's just the whole thing. We pronounce crumbling over the whole thing. A new day, a new day, a new day in Jesus' name. But know this, Roseanne, that all that you did, all that you tried to do, all of the effort was not in vain. It was God's will and your will working together. And it was good. Father, I pray anointing. I pray a supernatural strength. Father, I believe this is the last wall. This is the last wall. Whatever this wall represents, it is the last one. And it's going to break, and you're going to get past it, and you're going to enter into a new phase of freedom, a new phase of relationship with God. And Father, we speak healing in the name of Jesus Christ, the healing power of Christ upon her right now, mind, body, soul, spirit, Father God. And Lord, I see you, Roseanne, I actually see uh, demons being taken by angels and put into dungeons. Those that you saw, the stuff that you saw was not false. It was real. But the angels have come and are taking them and binding them up as they tried to bind you. And binding them up and putting them away. Father, we pray them in the Lord's name, Satan be rebuked. In the Lord's name, the Lord rebuke you, Satan. Angels, bind up those lying spirits, those spirits in the night, those spirits of discouragement, those spirits that came and said, never, it'll never happen, it can't happen, not you, not you, not you. Father, we bind them up right today. And we thank you for the victory that is Jesus Christ. Father God, the victory of the resurrection of Jesus Christ. Jesus, you made an open show of the enemy on the cross. You went down and you took the keys from him. And you, Father God, destroyed the works of the enemy. The enemy is judged. And we stand in that victory of Christ today and speak it over Roseanne's life. In Jesus' name, amen, amen.
Wonderful. God is good. Hazel, we pray. Father, we thank you for Hazel. And Hazel, what I see is a picture of the woman who was coming to the treasury at the, gospel, uh, at the temple, and she just put in a penny. She just put in a penny. Now, God's not talking about money here, Hazel. He's talking about what you bring. You may see it only as a penny. You may see it only as some small, insignificant thing. You may see yourself as a small, insignificant thing. But the Lord is saying you are great in his eyes. You are valuable in his eyes. You are doing something that is making a difference, Hazel. You are doing something that is making a difference, even if it's just showing up here on Sunday. You are doing spiritual warfare, walking through that door, sitting in this church. You are doing spiritual warfare. And the Lord just wants you to know that the little that you give, the little that you may see yourself as, is great in his eyes, and eternity will display it. Many things have come, Hazel, and have tried to dissuade you and have tried to knock you off your course. Some you have given into, some you've had some struggles with, but nonetheless, the Lord loves you, Hazel. Regardless, he loves you. He is determined to be with you. He is determined to heal you in all ways that is needed, to strengthen you in all ways that are needed. God loves you as much as he loves anyone, Hazel. God wants to give you all that Jesus died that you might have. So know this morning that the options of your future are still rich and full of plenty. The Lord would ask you to let go of some stuff. As we heard this morning earlier, to let go. The Lord would ask you to let go of some things. The Holy Spirit will show you what those are. To let go of those because he wants you to walk in greater freedom. Those things are actually dragging. I see like chains and weights behind you. You're walking, but it's really hard. It's like you're pulling something. Whatever that weight is in your life, we just break the chain of that. We break. We break it in Jesus' name. And we set Hazel free into the future that she has in Christ and that Christ has for her. So, Father, we thank you. But know, Hazel, that the little that you bring is worth a great amount in God's eyes. And he loves you and he is with you and he will continue to walk with you. This is a promise for you today. And he loves going on walks with you and just going down the street with you. Go with an intention to hear him and he'll speak. Go with an intention for him to show you things and he'll show you things. I, I almost see like God's putting you into school. Like he, it's like he's going to take a teacher position with you. And uh, he's coming along. He's sitting down by the desk just showing you stuff. And I believe the Lord wants to do that. In Jesus' name, thank you, Lord, for Hazel. Uh, for the lady that is beside Hazel, Father, I thank you for her. And the Lord is saying you're doing the right thing. You're doing the right thing. You're going in the right direction. The decisions that you are making, the decisions that you want to make, the Lord is saying yes, and he's going to give you the strength to make the decisions and go in the direction that you want to go. There's a breakthrough that is about to happen in your life, and uh, it's looming there, but you keep going, keep going, and the Lord would even say, pick up your speed, and I see you running. And the Lord is just saying, get some velocity behind you, sister. 
because you're going to bust through that like an end time, like the end of a race, the ribbon at the end of a race. You are going to have this breakthrough. We stand in agreement with you this morning that that breakthrough is going to happen as you trust God, as you walk in the direction that you're going. There's a tremendous time of growth coming in your life as you make that turn towards Jesus. Uh, I'm not saying you're not following Jesus. I'm just saying that there's a deeper walk. There's a deeper something that's going on there. And God is just saying, pick up the velocity. Aim your aim. Look at the direction you want to go. And God is going to give you strength to run the race that is ahead of you. And you are going, it has been destined, it has been destined by the Spirit of Christ that you win this race. Know this, it has been destined that you win this race. Do not believe the lies that you cannot make it to the end. Do not believe the lies that you will not get over that that, uh, finish line. Do not believe this. The Lord is destined to run with you. And I see you tripping and falling. And Jesus coming and literally picking you back up, putting you back on your feet, and you start running again. The Lord's done it before, and he'll do it again to you. He'll do it again for you. This is a promise from the Lord. So don't worry about tripping and falling. Don't worry about what might happen. Don't worry about the the obstacles that might come. The Lord has destined that you win the race. This is the, the promise of the Lord, the desire, I will say, of the Lord this morning, is that you win the race. He is with you, and he's willing to help you, and he's willing to pick you up, and it doesn't matter if it happens 700 times. He's going to pick you up, and he's going to put you on your way as you make it firm in your heart that it is your desire to finish the race in Christ. And I release you this morning. I release you from that which has previously come, which has previously caused you to stop, And has dissuaded you. The Lord is saying you're going in the right direction. Father, I thank you for my sister. Let her be blessed in Jesus' name. Father, Ellen, are you praying? Are you saying, Ellen? Father, I thank you for Ellen. It's good that you're standing. The Lord has been waiting for a long time to deposit something on you. The Lord wants to deposit upon you, Ellen, the destiny of his life for you. There has been kind of this going on. It's natural. It's your age. It's natural. You are making decisions about the rest of your life right now. The decisions that you make right now will be the ones that will affect the rest of your life. And God has been waiting for you to stand and ask for his direction. And Father, I just pray for Elen. Elen, he has called you to be a leader. I don't know what it's going to look like but you have leadership all over you. You are a leader. You are going to break new ground for other people. You are going to go and do things so that other people can come through. I don't know what that's going to look like. I'm not saying it's ministry. I'm saying you are going to be somebody who makes a way for other people, but you are a leader. Don't like take the time that you're in. Don't be in a hurry for this, Ellen, but God is forming in you leadership. He's forming in you who you are and who you're going to be. Read the word of God. Take the word of God. Know that God is with you. And God is going to teach you and guide you and show you how to do what it is that it is that he has called you to do. God is asking for a new commitment in you, Ellen. 
a new determination within you, which only you and God can do, that you are going to make up your mind. I'm not saying that you are choosing not to follow Jesus or anything like that. What I'm saying is that God is saying he wants you to make that decision with him, to follow him, and to say yes to his destiny for your life, to say yes for all that he has for your life, to make that turn. It's almost like God is asking you to make a turn in your perspective of your life, in the expectations of your life. But know this, God has destined you for leadership. I definitely see you in front of people. I see you being just a tremendous force. I pray for God. But in whatever way that God shows it, that you will be a force for good and a force to lead people. Many people have leadership callings, Ellen, and some of them use it for evil. But God is asking you to use it for him. You have a natural gifting for leadership. People are going to be strangely drawn to you, Ellen. And this is not a mistake. This is the natural calling on your life. God would say for you to make a determination in your life that you are going to use it for him, that you're going to lead them into Christ. You're going to lead them into the fullness. Father, I pray right now that your Holy Spirit come upon him. Just raise your hands towards Ellen. Father, I pray in this day, Father God, that you just fill this young man with the power of your Holy Spirit, that, Father God, you just take the top off any restrictions in his life, and that, Father God, you just release him into the pursuit of you, the mad, crazy, unrelenting pursuit of you. Father, we pray your gifting on him. We pray your anointing on him. We pray your voice into him. And you're going to start hearing the voice of the Lord like you've not heard it before, Ellen. He's going to start speaking to you. This is a, a turning day for you. So, Father, we pray in Jesus' name. Give him all that you died for him to have, Jesus. And let him have the strength and the will to receive it, to take it, and to say yes to it. And know this, Ellen, you are forgiven, and you will always be forgiven. Don't worry about your failures. Don't worry about your mistakes. God is in the process of of cleaning up the things that need to be cleaned up, taking out the things that need to be taken out. Don't worry. God will take care of that for you. Don't worry. He'll take care of you through it. He is just simply looking for a willing yes in your spirit to say, yes, I will follow. And, Father, we expect to hear great things from this man's life. This man is going to be a force in the kingdom of Jesus Christ. This is what we pray in Jesus' name. Amen, amen, amen. Father, we pray for George. We thank you for his life. We thank you, Father God. The picture I see, George, is the Lord has given you many, many promises, and he has spoken to you many, many times, and it's like a treasure chest in front of you. And the Lord is saying, you don't need anything more from me You just need to take what I've given you and believe it. Take what I've given you and believe it. Pick those up again. Shake them off and start breathing life into them. New revelations are not more powerful than old revelations. Revelations, Rima words of God to you. God has given them to you. God has given you directions. He's given you inspirations. He's given you promises. You have a recollection of them. You've actually written some of them down. And so the Lord is saying it's time to go back to those. Don't look away from those. Those are the key. Those are your destiny. Those are what God wants you to activate through faith. 
and believe them and profess them and allow the spirit to flow through them again and bring them back into life in your life and in your heart. That which you have is enough, George. It's the word of the Lord for you. That which you have is enough. Hear it again. That which you have is enough. That which you are is enough. That which you know is enough. That which you've been given is enough. You have enough. You have enough to finish the race and do the work. We pray this. Thank you for it, Father God, in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Father, for Willie, we thank you for his heart. We thank you for his desire. And Father, we just pray that you would continue to speak and continue to guide and give him revelation. And I just see you standing still. I see you standing still. It is a time for you to stand. I see you in a field. Um, So much nature. God uses nature so much. But I see you standing in a field beholding the glory of God. This is your time. To behold the glory of God. I don't see you saying anything. I don't see you doing anything. I just see this as a time of there's something going on spiritually that God is rejuvenating and healing. And this is so crucial right now that you take the time to just stop and to behold the glory of God. I don't know how God's going to do it. I don't know what it's going to look like. But I see you just standing and God revealing. You don't even have to do anything. You just have to be present and to be there. And God revealing his glory to you. By glory, I believe it is truth. I believe it is proper doctrine. I believe it is the miraculous possibilities. It is his love for you. His love for you. So stand and behold the glory of the Lord. And there will be a time I see you walking later on, which is a metaphor for doing something and getting whatever that might be. But right now, it is so important for silence and for just a beholding. And there may be a little bit of impatience in there. A little bit of impatience may come in. And I'm wanting to do, a wanting to be, a wanting to say even sometimes. But the Lord is saying, no, 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 no. This is a time between you and I. You and I. There's something profound happening that I'm not aware of, but there's something profound happening. There is spiritual cogs moving uh, uh, in, in you, in your family, especially in your family. Uh, I really see that some things are going to come into alignment in your family that were at a jig before. They're going to come uh, into alignment. And uh, just keep praying, believing, knowing, knowing that and believing that. So, Father, we thank you for what you are depositing into Willie. And, Father God, it's go- and, and Willie, it's going to cause your, your ability to convey Christ, your ability to speak, your, your ability to do the work of Christ much, much more quickly, much more powerfully. It's going to be fewer words and more impact, fewer effort, le- less effort and more impact. Whatever is coming into you right now, so... Be okay with where you are. Be okay with being still. Even though I think you are, I think you're okay with that now. I think something is, is working in you. And uh, just allow that to happen. And God has a time frame for it. But know that 
You may not feel it. You may not see it. But Lord, the Lord is doing something very powerful there. And we thank you for it in Jesus' name. His promise is true. And his promise to you is true and, and uh, trustworthy. Amen. Amen. Are you, are you standing back there? Father, I pray for my sister. And Lord, we thank you for her. I see you on the journey from Africa. I see you coming across. And you landed somewhere. When you're in the air, you can't see where you're going to land. You're in the plane and you can't see anything. But you landed and all of a sudden it came into view. Halifax came into view. Probably snow is what you saw. But anyway, it came into view. And the Lord would say this to you, that though you cannot see where the Lord is taking you, it will come into view. It will come. Know that just when you're on the plane, you're up there and many people who can do this can sleep on a plane and can relax and trust that the pilot knows where the plane is going. And the Lord would say to you to trust him and know that he is taking you to a place that you don't see, but he does. The pilot knows where the plane is going. He has the map. He has everything. You're trusting that pilot. The Lord would say, use the same faith and trust him. Not that you're not faithful, not that you're not trusting him. That's not what I'm saying. But the Lord is calling you to continue trusting him. And it will become clearer as you get closer. And your stop is not just one place. It's many things along the line. And you'll need this principle as God leads you in your life. Sometimes you may not see where it's going. But trust the pilot of your life. Trust the pilot of your faith. Trust God that he will guide you. And you'll start seeing, and I think over the next little while, you're going to start seeing something more clearly about uh, where you should be going and what you should be doing in life. Uh, Maybe something around career, where you live, or, or things like that. I'm not sure. But the Lord is saying, you'll see it before you get there. He'll show you. It won't be a complete surprise. You'll start getting little in, uh, inspirations, little thoughts, and, and little glimpses of what it is God wants to do in your life. Not that he's not doing anything now, but more what he's going to do. And you'll start getting witnesses. You'll start getting these witnesses and these coincidences that are, say, that are connecting this thing that you're supposed to do and be. So know that the Lord is with you. And the Lord wants you to know this. He loves you. He loves you. There has been a time where maybe humanity and humans around you did not love you. But the Lord is saying that he loves you and he will never, ever stop loving you. He loves you just the way you are. And he made you the way you are. And you have glorious things inside of you that the Lord is going to bring out like presents on Christmas morning. The Lord made you wonderfully. And he put you together in your mother's womb. He has destiny and purpose for you. But know this more than anything, that he loves you just the way you are. If you never did anything from this day on, God would love you just as much. So know that God loves you and that you are beautiful in his sight. You are his daughter. And I just see him standing, and you're right about here, and he's just got his hand on your shoulder. You're a little girl, 
and he's just walking you. Oh, what a beautiful picture. He's just walking you. And he'll continue to do that. He's going to be a dad. He is a dad to you, but he's going to be even more so a dad to you. Somebody you can trust. Somebody you can be honest with. Somebody that you will always believe has your best interests and your most healthy future. We pray it in Jesus' name. Amen. 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 Judy, are you standing? Father, we thank you for Judy. And we thank you, Father God, for the road so far. And uh, this is not an end, Judy, it's a start. Um, 65 is not an end, it's a start. It really is a start. You have been working, you've uh, been walking, I say this in the natural, you have been walking into greater measures of spiritual uh, kind of work and spiritual uh, um, um, contributing to the church and stuff like that in the wonderful ways that you do it. Um, But Father, I just really believe that there's there's going to be more of that, that this is a start, that you are to have great expectations. And it's almost like I see you putting something aside, something that you did before. God is saying, let go of it. (laughs) You said that word this morning. But God's saying, okay, you were doing that for now. I just see you with a book or something in front of you. God's just saying, put that aside. Listen to me because I have something else I want you to do now. I have more. I want to it's something like God wants to uh, expand something new in you and to bring a new level of of ministry, work, knowing. He's going to teach you something. You're going to step out in something new. You're going to step out in a new way. Uh, You don't know all the gifting that's in you, and there's been a real force on you that has told you that you can't and that uh, you're not the one and let somebody else. Well, that day's over. That is definitely the end of that. Uh, it's a new day, and uh, it will involve both you and Reg. Uh, and there's a new bond happening there. There's a new bond, a spiritual bond. There's a spiritual bond happening. You have a natural uh, marriage bond, but the Lord is saying there's a spiritual bond that is being developed. It's already underway. It's going to increase, and you two are going to mesh into one spiritually. You've got some time. And so, Father, and I I just see the idea of two are stronger than one. There's going to be an agreement come between you and Reg spiritually. I don't know what about. I don't know if it's praying. I don't know what it is, but there's going to be a spiritual coming together. And you two are going to be a real force for the kingdom. You already have been. Not saying anything that you've done has not been what God wanted. But there's more. There's more. And it involves, it's also for you, Reg, Uh, what he wants you to do will involve her and what he wants Judy to do will involve you. You will have a unity. There's a unity that needs to happen. Not that you're in disunity. I'm not saying that. But there's a greater unity coming. We never stop growing up. We never stop growing spiritually. Uh, So, Father, we just pray and thank you for what you're doing here, that there is a coming together happening. That's so powerful in me. A coming together spiritually. So, Father, we thank you And we look forward to the chains that will be broken because of this. And it will be through, I I do see this much, you two praying together and chains being broken. Chains being broken in people's lives. So, Father, we thank you for what you're doing. And what the Lord has put together, let no man put asunder. And let no man try to bring division. The enemy would try to bring shards between. I see the Lord pulling those out. And there's some that have been left for years. And the Lord's pulling those out. 
and is pulling this together. So, Father, we thank you in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Oh, we went a little bit late today. Ten after twelve. God loves you and he loves me. And God has a... Heather, go ahead. Yes. Yeah, it's... it's, I I knew there... Thank you for doing that, Heather, because I knew there was more to what I was saying. Um, That uh, how that's going to manifest itself, Gwen, who knows? It may be, and let's hope, (laughs) I say this half, you know, in jest, that it is not the sorrow and the broken heart of God, which is the love of God that comes out. And it's a painful thing to intercede for the lost, to intercede for those who are broken. And it's the love of God. If the love of God wants to do one thing, it wants to see the lost come to Christ. And I believe that's the love that's in you. I believe that's always been in you. I say that in the natural, but I also say in the spiritual. You've always had a heart for the lost. And uh, the Lord wants to thank you for, I I just see you putting a plate on a table. Uh, You're having supper. There's no one there, but you put it there anyway. I don't know what that means. It's an expectancy of somebody or something. Your generosity towards those who don't yet know Christ. And uh, I'll just share this with you, and we'll close. We shouldn't be in a hurry to get out of the presence of God, but anyway. Um, Gwen had a picture, and it was a baby, and she was walking down like the waterfront where she's not usually, she doesn't usually go down the waterfront, but she's walking. She sees a baby that is in a carriage and it's kind of shoved in a wall, a hole in the wall. And she walks by it and then she hears like a whimper. And she goes back and looks and the baby is there. Yeah, like that baby. Um, The baby is there and it's in a very nice care, like a uh, um, stroller, looks like it's being very well taken care of. But as Gwen looks at the baby, she sees that the diaper, which is a cloth diaper, it's not like a pampers, it's a cloth diaper, and I believe all these things have revelational meaning, was dirtied. And it, like it had been dirtied a couple of times and not cleaned. This child who seemed to look like this nice carriage, nice clothes, but yet the diaper was dirty. They looked like they were being, the child was being taken care of, but in actuality it wasn't. It had an outward appearance of being taken care of, but in actuality, in the private areas, it was actually quite in need of cleaning and help. That's a very deep dream. But I believe, and I'll leave it with you, and you guys may come with stuff through the week as you think about it, because I believe God has a couple of birds that he hits with these stones when he gives us pictures. But what immediately comes to me is the the world, that they look like everything's okay. But if you get down into the deep private stuff, you find that the diaper is dirty. It's a mess. And... Also, it's interesting, it's the private areas that God knows. Sometimes we walk in here, and I'll end with this. I won't keep going because I could keep preaching about this, but we walk in here sometimes looking pretty well taken care of, don't we? All done up like that. Got the hair and the gel and everything. We got it all going on. 
but inside, in the private areas of our heart and of our life, the diaper is dirty. And God wants you to let him change your diaper. And sometimes that is going and asking somebody, <laughs> he goes laughing, going and asking somebody to forgive you, going to ask somebody for help with a private issue that you just cannot fathom ever confessing or revealing to anybody. Sometimes the diaper is not a good thing. It's not good. When is a dirty diaper good? But God is saying, though you look like everything is okay, I know what's going on in the private areas. And guess what? Gwen came back to take care of this baby. And God will take care of you. Word of the Lord, I believe, this morning. We better take up an offering.